ourselves are nothing. Carolyn Forche for Terence Deprez. After seven years, and as the wine leaves and black trunks of maples wait beyond the window, I think of you north, in the few lighted rooms of that ruined house, a candle in each open pane of breath, the absence of anyone, snow in a hurry to earth, my fingernails pressing half moons into the sill as I watched you pouring three, then four fingers of scotch over ice. The chill in your throat like a small blue bone, those years of your work on the Holocaust. You had to walk off the darkness, miles of river of riverfront, windows, the eyes and skulls along the river, gratings in the streets over jeweled human sewage, your breath hanging about your face like tobacco. I was with you even then. Your face, the face of a clock, as you swept through the memories of men and women who would not give up. In the short light of Decembers, you took suppers of whole white hints and pans of broth in a city of liquor bottles and light. Go after that which is lost, and all the mass graves of the centuries dead will open you into your early waking hours. Belson, Dachau, Saigon, Phnom Penh, and the one meaning Bridge of Ravens, Sao Paulo, Armagh, Calcutta, Salvador, although these are not the same. You wrote too of Theresienstadt. That word ran screaming into my girlhood, lifting its gray wool dress, the smoke in its violent plumes and feathers, the dark, wormy heart of the human desire to die. In Prague, Anna told me, there was bread, stubborn potatoes and fish, armies and the women who lie down with them. Eggs, perhaps, but never meat. Never meat, but the dead. In Theron's thought, she said there was only the dying. Never bread, potatoes, fish, or women. They were all as yet girls then. Vast numbers of men and women died, you wrote, because they did not have time the blessing of sheer time to recover. Your ration of time was smaller then, a tin spoon of winter, piano notes, one at a time from the roof to the gutter. I'm only imagining this, as I had not entered your life like the dark fact of a gun on your pillow, of Anna Akhmatov's Requiem, and its final I can, when the faceless woman before her asked, can you describe this? I was not yet in your life when you turned the bullet toward the empty hole in yourself and whispered, finish this or die. But you lived and what you wrote became the survivor. That act of contrition for despair. They turned to face the worst straight on without sentiment or hope, simply to keep watch over life. Now, as you sleep face down on your papers, the book pages turning of themselves in your invisible breath, I climb the stairs of that house, fragile with age 
and the dry fear of burning. And I touch the needle to music to wake you. The snow long past falling, something by Vivaldi or Brahms. I have come from our cacophonous ordinary lives where I stood at the sink last summer scrubbing mud for potatoes and listening to the supper fish in the skillet, my eyes on the narrow streets of rain through the window as I thought of the long war, war that misted country turned to the moon's surface. Gray and ringwormed with ridges of light, the women in their silk, old days, or dais, I'm not sure what that is, along the river, those flowers under fire rolled at night in the desperate arms of American men. Once I walked into your rooms with my nightdress open, a cigarette from my lips to the darkness and back as you worked at times through to the morning. Always on my waking, you were gone the blue holes of your path through snow to the road, your face still haggard in the white mirror, the pained note where 10 times you had written the word recalitrance. Once you will die and live under the name of someone who has actually died. I think of that night in the Tropic Hotel, the man who danced with the tray over his head and offered us free because we were socialistas. Not only that, he sang, but young and pretty. Not later, as I lay on my cot in the heat, naked, my friend was able to reach for the guns and load them, clicking in the moonlight with only the barest of sounds. He had heard them before me moving among the palms. We were going to die there. I remember the moon notching its way through the palms and the calm sense that came for me at the end of my life. In that moment, the woman beside me became my sister, my hand, her hand cupping my mouth, the blood that would later spill from her face, if we believed were the truth, if what we believed were the truth, her blood would crawl black and belly down into a balcony of hands and flashlights, cameras, flowers, propaganda. Her name was Renee, and without knowing her, you wrote, all things human take time, time which the damned never have, time for life to repair the least, at least the works of its wounds. It took time to wake, time for horror to incite revolt, time for the recovery of lucidity and will. In the late afternoons, you returned, the long teeth shining from the eaves, a clink in the wood half burnt, and as you touched it alive, Isi repose un deporte inconu. In the mass graves, a woman's hand caged in the ribs of her child, a single stone in Spain beneath olives. In Germany, the silent windy fields. In the Soviet Union, where the snow is scarred with wire, in Salvador, where the blood will never soak into the ground. Everywhere and always go after, which is lost. There is a cyclone fence between ourselves and the slaughter, and behind it we hover in a calm, protected world like netted fish, exactly like netted fish. It is either the beginning or the end of the world, and the choice is ourselves.
or nothing.